love. What a beautiful thing. It is so true that love comes in so many different ways. Sometimes it leaves you in endless joy, while sometimes it is just a disaster. Whatever the case, it is beautiful just the same. Hi, my name is Victor, and this is From My Mind in Blank. August 18, 1920. Strong hands from thousands of women are lifted to the sky as a sign of triumph. The voices of working women can be heard through each corner of the streets in every state in the United States of America. One more step towards equality between men and women has been made, and there's no turning back. None of these women will let go of the recently acquired and well-deserved right to vote. Each one will fight to maintain and take advantage of her power. Among these is Anna. Anna. Yes, her. The one with blonde locks, golden as the sunrise. Her blue eyes as the breath of winter himself. Anna, the beloved. This same day, coming evening, Anna returns home where her true love awaits. That masculine and working man, the pinnacle of success and strength in his community. Yes, him, Stephen. Anna, in order to retain her dignity and honor as a lady, would never walk too quickly. Except today. But once she saw Stephen waiting at the door, she did not contain herself. She ran to her beloved as fast as her slim and fragile legs and her tired feet could. She climbs into the arms of Stephen with a slight jump. Stephen, my love, today I am like you. We are no longer different. We are one. Stephen, with a smile on his face, responds, yes. And he has heard the news of the new law. I brought you something, says Anna. She takes out a golden ring from the pocket of her coat, saying, if a woman can now vote, why couldn't she ask her boyfriend to marry her? Stephen, stunned, tells Anna he cannot imagine a life without her. And he himself takes out a ring with a small diamond at the center. They had both spent all they had to get engaged to one another that same day. A love story. August 19, 1920. Anna can't wait any longer. She gathers all her loved ones who, frankly, aren't many, but are worth more than gold to her. And she takes them to the church where a priest is waiting, standing by the side of the most beautiful man in the world, her fiancé Stephen. They were married, and as times were now different, Anna gave herself the luxury of paying for the dinner with what little she had left from her savings. Nothing will separate us, says Anna. Never forever, responds Stephen. October 6, 1927. The years have passed and life has been complicated. 
Those soft eyes of the dear loved one are now surrounded by bags and a few small wrinkles. So small only she notices them. But they are a faithful testimony that time has passed. Anna has just been promoted in her highly demanding job for the third time, yet even now she does not earn half of what her masculine co-workers earn. The eminent injustice weighs her down to her bones, to a woman who cannot bear another load. After now two sons, both born by C-section, and three surgeries on her hip, she does not feel the same. She's still delicate, sweet, and beautiful. But now she's more fragile than ever, physically, emotionally. Fragile, without a doubt. Exhausted, she arrives at her sweet home, that banner of peace and refuge, to be with her beloved, who waits for her impatiently. They each take their place in their bed of rest, and he takes her in her arms. With much affection, he starts to caress her. Not today, my love. I'm exhausted. Love, stop. Please. He, he does not listen. Anna, out of strength, begs him to stop for the last time. Yet he does not listen. Deaf, perhaps, by the many difficulties he himself has had to endure today. Understandable? Perhaps. Justifiable? Never. Anna can't do anything but comply. It hurts. She does not enjoy it. But he's her husband. What else can she do? Is that the first time he has done this? And the truth is, she knows it won't be the last. In her mind resonates those tender words said that 19th of August, seven years ago. Nothing will separate us. Never forever. Words, such sweet words that once upon a time would bring comfort and protection. Now were the iron bars that kept her prisoner, blinded with no escape by her love towards Stephen. wrote this story based on the 1920s, however, with the exception of the first paragraph and maybe a few verses of the second. I could have started the story with August 18th, 2020, and the story would be the same. It is good to focus on the triumphs women have had throughout the years. However, the journey is not over. A hundred years later, and the same story? Then who is to blame? Who is the antagonist in this script called life? Man? Woman? No. Silence. Silence is a true culprit, and ironically, it is rarely discussed. People defending women tend to focus all their efforts in blaming society, heritage, culture, or even men themselves. Those opposed tend to point out the stories of successful women as a justification that nothing must be changed. And the stillness of the culprit blinds them both. 
It is indeed true that women nowadays have so many opportunities for advancement that equality should already exist. However, many times out of fear or shame, women fall silent unto the injustice, be it occupational or in the home. Even witnesses, those that hear the shouts and beatings every night, rather than help that woman break the silence and go to a person with authority, prefer to whisper. Whisper between themselves as they finish their morning coffee the day after. And man, where does he remain? Is woman ultimately responsible for the injustice that comes to her life? In no manner. Man, determined by nature itself, whether you wish to call it the cosmos, universe, or God, has always been and should always be the protector and defender of woman. Deny it who may, this is truthful. Of course, many of these macho men have forgotten this so crucially important aspect of life. True manliness has escaped through their fingers to such a degree that a woman walks the street day by day gripped by fear due to the lack of true men and an abundance of idiots. What remains then? Is man responsible? Woman? Both? We are all responsible, whether we admit it or not. As it is often said, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. As people, not a race or gender, but a people. If we are not changing ourselves, we are choosing the injustice we see around us. In this divided world and in this broken country, a change must occur. Not of gender roles or types, but of thought. It is not a fight belonging to women, nor is it a journey of a man. It is a battle towards the goal of humans. It is breaking the silence, no matter the cost. And regarding man, the protector, defender, as it says in 1 Corinthians 16.13, it is to act like men, real men. It is to fight together for justice and truth. Together, always. Thank you for listening to this episode of From a Mind in Blank, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoy making these episodes. If you have, consider sharing it with someone, and feel free to join the conversation by leaving a message on my podcast page. May God bless you all, and keep thinking from a mind in blank. <laughs>